we're recording on (laughs) yes (laughs) we're on oh boy welcome everybody to dizzy for dizzy i'm Kristen. i'm ashley and we are discussing volume 25 of central kapama today um i did have a few housekeeping things i wanted to um get into one was we got a mystery package in the mail a few days ago. I mean, it's not mystery anymore. We know who it's from. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you to Jen. She sent Ashley and I personalized moonstone bracelets that have so these sweet. like oh moon gosh. phase charms of very special dates to us with the dates engraved on the back of those charms. Like it – ugh, yeah. It took me – it took us a while to deduce and figure out where they came <laughs> from. I guess she had told me though once I found out – that there was supposed to be like a gift message in there, oh, but there was like I hate when not. That happens. There wasn't even like a blank invoice because, like you know, when you'll send something as a gift, they'll still send like yes. an, a packing slip, but like the prices and stuff are mm-hmm. not showing. There wasn't even that. I like checked because it was there was a FedEx bag that it came in, but then the actual company packaging was inside that FedEx bag. So I checked the FedEx bag first to make sure like it wasn't in that, and then like I tore that envelope apart. And there was nothing. So. They just must have forgot to put it in. And so – Yeah, maybe with the holidays craziness. Yeah. A lot of companies have been like overwhelmed. Right. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. So they're supposed to be gift messages. Um, But yeah. Well, and then it had come and like a few – it came actually several days earlier. But because we're doing an online gift exchange this weekend with a group of our friends. Yes. And there's a whole Secret Santa thing we're doing with that. It's like a post-Christmas thing. But – I was like, oh, maybe this is from my secret Santa since we don't know who they are. And so I don't want to open it because we're supposed to open it on our Zoom date. Like, so then I didn't open it for so long. But then my actual secret Santa gift came. So then I was like, oh, okay, well, then this must not be secret Santa. So I can open it. Like, it was this whole ordeal. But all that to be said, it was a very, very sweet and thoughtful gift. I love it so much. And so I just wanted to say thank you to very (laughs) sweet Jen for, for surprising us with that. Yes. Thank you, Jen. Um, And then thank you guys for all – oh, my gosh. You guys, my birthday was last week. And (laughs) good grief. I I still have 21 unread text messages on my phone just because I have not been able to go through all of them unless I'm just going to spend the whole day. So, like, I haven't read them because I want to make sure I respond to each one. Mm -hmm. So there's still, like, 21 people waiting for a reply from me for my birthday that texted me, just, like, family and friends. But then between Twitter and Instagram and the Facebook group and then Ashley set up within our Facebook group (laughs) this, like, website thing I didn't even know existed. It's, like, a giant forum for people to post greetings and messages And I spent the entire morning that I first woke up from my birthday scrolling through all these like lovely messages and everybody really showed up for that. I really appreciated it. I was I was just like Ashley. I can't every time I scroll and I think I got to the bottom. It's like loading more messages. Mm -hmm. Like I was so overwhelmed. And I posted a video in the group. I posted on Instagram and I posted a video on Twitter. So hopefully you all have seen those. But if not, just I wanted to reiterate like my heartfelt thanks. That was like so humbling and so overwhelming and so like I felt so loved I don't think I've ever like felt so like loved on a birthday before I mean my (laughs) birthdays are great don't get me wrong but I always feel loved on my birthday it's not that but like this was just like at a whole other level that I was just like oh my gosh this is so overwhelming and it's just so crazy to me that most of most of it 
are most of these people are people we've only really met in the last year. Well, mm-hmm. qu- I say that with quotation marks, met. Met. Um, in the last year or so because of either our reading, like people we've met bonding over books, mm-hmm. or DZs. And like the fact that those are both two major things that kind of helped us float through 2020 as well as we did. Um, yeah, I just – I mean, I could go on and on, but just thank you all. I love you all, and it was just, like, the best way to spend my birthday. And thank you for setting that up and surprising me, <laughs> Ashley. I was like – You're welcome. Holy crap. I Yeah. It, I was well, like, and just so you know, Kalena and Moran were also very – very um, – Integral? What is the, yes, thank you. <laughs> Inter- we're helping each other with words today, I guess. Yeah. Integral <laughs> uh, to getting everybody the notifications to have them sign it. Oh my so gosh. I love I, those girls. Because otherwise it would have just been me. And mm-hmm. I was like, help. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, they were like, what can we do? Oh. So thank you to them, especially for helping me. And then extra, every- extra thank you to yes. those girls. Gosh, yes. I love them so much. Me too. <sighs> so now that all the emotions and gratitudes are out of the way, at least birthday emotions. Um, I will say this before we start. Do you have anything else that's like not really? Um, it's just a couple – thank you to a couple people. We got emails and messages from I think a few people actually. Oh, okay. Who pointed out that um, I was wrong about the bells. <laughs> Yeah. They've been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. So my bad. Um, <laughs> I am not as observant as I thought I was. Neither am I. <laughs> been there the whole time. Yeah. So it was it was a few people who either commented in the group. Mm-hmm. We, I think we got an email. So I was like, I'm, I need to make sure to mention that. So yes. We can pretend that they specifically are there from uh-huh. new beginnings, but they realistically have been there <laughs> on the desk the entire This show. whole time. Yeah. Oh, yes. I I think I even got a message on Instagram about that, too. Okay. So. Yeah. People were like, look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which – but I appreciate that because no, obviously, yeah, yeah, like, you know, I mean, I'd like to think we dig pretty well into these episodes, but there's clearly still going to be stuff that yeah. we miss. So I'm yeah. all for – yeah, all yeah. for being shown that stuff. Um, And what else? So the bells – um, uh, that – I think that was pretty much – I think that's it. If not, I'll just word vomit in the middle of whatever we're talking about if something <laughs> pops into my head. But what I will say, I do want to give like this disclaimer. So most of you probably know if you follow my live reactions on Instagram or Twitter during live watches that I had a very <laughs> I had a very very dramatic reaction to this episode while watching it live. Like I initially was not happy. I was frustrated with a lot of things that didn't connect with volume 24 leading into volume 25, um, which, you know, I'm sure, you know, we can get into that when we actually get to those things. So I, and I texted Ashley yesterday and I was like, I am literally going to do my best as I watch for the podcast and take notes to try to go into this with as blank a slate as possible. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously I can't um, erase my memory the way Edda wishes she can uh, (laughs) and completely watch it brand new. But um, there were a few things that even after the live watch that people were pointing out like, okay, mm-hmm. but here's this and here's this. So these could be like good things. This is stuff to look forward to. Okay. So I was like, okay, so these are people who are seeing things that I initially wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, I want to try to go into this with 
as blank a perspective as I can um, while I'm taking my notes. And so probably some of the stuff I have to say today won't match my Twitter dramatics and things that I tweeted mm, on Saturday. Okay. Um, and it's not – and it, I just want you guys to know, it's not because I'm trying to be hypocritical. It's just because – I was trying to see more of a perspective, especially in a rewatch with subs on the screen mm-hmm. versus just following along with a live translation. Yeah, um, which we know makes a big difference. Yeah. So, I mean, that being said, though, too, there's still plenty I didn't love and appreciate about this episode either. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there because I was like, I don't want to look like – I don't want people to think I'm being a hypocrite if um, sure. they're like, that's not what you said Saturday. Um, so, yeah. Anyways. All right. Just going to throw that out there. Okay. So we start off and everyone is gathered at the jail because every DZ has to have somebody thrown in jail. It's not a DZ if there's not a jail cell. (laughs) So we basically find out Jaren is uh, there and she's trying to deal with the legal stuff and we find out he's been accused of the, the wording was weird. My assumption is bribery and fraud. Yes. Okay. Because the fraud wording was strange. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think she means fraud. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ashley and I watched two different translations on purpose. Um, yeah. Just so that hopefully it could help clarify. And the one I watched actually said bribery. So. Mine said bribery too. Oh, but oh, it was oh. the fraud specifically that okay. was worded differently. Funnily. Funnily. Yeah. But I was like, okay, what I'm tracking from that is that they mean fraud. So. That's my best guess. Not that it really matters. <laughs> um, so Duran is trying to deal with it. They're trying to figure out who even did this, uh, what he is going to have to do. They're waiting for a prosecutor to come so mm-hmm. they can take his testimony. <laughs> but that never even happens. Yeah. Um, or if it does, it's off screen. Yeah. So Edda immediately goes after Grandma and she's yep. like – this is your fault mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're going to tell me why you're doing this. But grandma points out that she is doesn't want to hurt the company and this could hurt the company. So obviously she's innocent, blah, blah, blah. It's like, listen, lady, you clearly come from endless gobs of money. So mm-hmm. you throwing away a company that you invested in is not far-fetched, especially mm-hmm. when the company you're invested in is mostly owned by a family you clearly hate. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Yeah. This was my issue with a lot of stuff with her this episode. I mean, just really from the get-go with her is that her motivations – I love a good villain. I know. And she is a great villain. Like, her voice, Mm -hmm. like, her Mm -hmm. presence, all of that. Like, that actress is exuding – exuding? Exuding. Exuding. Thank you. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Exuding that very well. But the – character's actual motivation mm-hmm. is so paper thin mm-hmm. that I'm like, mm, because she has Alptakeen Bola. She's like, we learned that last episode. She's already got him by the neck. Like, yeah. So, and that's really who is the big to blame here. Right. So my thing is like, you being so hell bent on ruining his son and wife, like, when it's clear, I have no doubt she knows that they weren't they were unaware of his of the whole event until recently. Oh yeah. Um, I know she knows that because grandma knows how to do her research. Give me a break. She's got endless resources at her disposal. So for me, the actual motivation of her being this awful, that just I don't fully buy it. Hmm. Um 
Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you know, we talk about, like, like Eileen was a good villain in EK. Like Yes, and you know, her motivations made a lot of sense. Yes, her motivations made a lot of sense. I mean, after a while, they didn't because it was like, okay, lady, move on. But right. regardless, they made – Initially, mm-hmm. her, her life had essentially been ruined. Yes. By, by um, Baba Devi. Right. And um, – but yeah, I I agree with Grandma. It's it's interesting because I I almost feel like with her it's more about control. Mm-hmm. So she tried to control her son, couldn't do it, and then bad things happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that is kind of the thing now where she's like, well, she's my only granddaughter, and obviously, Ifair has done her best to get away and mm-hmm. to get her to not control her life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she ran away from her own mother right. to, to do so. So I – excuse me. I almost wonder if it's more of a control issue okay. because, yeah, that's how it is with the, the whole Edda thing. She doesn't want her to marry Serkan. She wants her to marry mm-hmm. a guy that she has chosen mm-hmm. and she doesn't want her telling Ifair about her meddling. She doesn't want – she's like got to have her hands in everything. Okay. And so that seems to me to maybe be more of her motivation than necessarily – I mean, obviously she does want to destroy the Bolat family and Ooh. that yeah. whatever she – this is just a bitter lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It just makes me curious because a lot of the stuff that she does seems to be more about con- specifically control. Okay. Well, and then on that sense, I could see the perspective being, well, I, since I couldn't control my son and look what happened to him because I couldn't control him, mm-hmm. so I better yes. control my granddaughter so the same thing doesn't happen to her. Ra- I can – Sure. I can get on like, – Yeah. And then she's like, and of and it, of all people, it's a bolot mm-hmm. who who whose dad killed my son. Right. So they already ruined the life of my son because I let him slip from my control, and now if I let her slip from my control, it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Okay, that I can get more on board with because I was sitting here like, you already you can you pretty much Altakin, you have him like, and you mm-hmm. prove that again later this episode that you can do everything to squash him and ruin him and his life and all that so like there's your revenge like you have the man responsible and you he's on your hook like yeah so but if but you're right if it's like a you know i still can't control my granddaughter and if i can't Mm -hmm. control my granddaughter the way i couldn't control my son then she's gonna i'm gonna wind she's gonna wind up dead at the hand of this family too yeah okay yeah, because I was yeah. just kind of like, oh, I need a motive. Like, I need, right. I, I can appreciate a good villain as much as I hate them because, of course, they're keeping our main, you know, couple apart. But when they have like a good motivation on top of playing a very good villain, then I'm like, I'm on board with them. Right. Um, so, okay. All right. Well, then going from that perspective, then a few other things make sense. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, uh, he's gonna have to stay the night, so he tells everybody, "Go home. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about me. We're just gonna have to take care of this once we can." The we find out the charges are serious, and he could eventually he could actually serve time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of have their hands tied right now. Yeah. So Edda agrees to go talk to Grandma, 
And then Aidan yes. goes home. Balja, stupid, goes with her. And Edda has agreed. She tells Aidan that when she she tells Aidan, like, I have to do something first, but I'll come meet you at your house. Mm-hmm. So um, I just thought that was – oh, and can we talk about, too, how all of a sudden it's not a thing that Aidan is Aidan and not Isun? Oh, like, I know. I um, guess they just were like – Oh, the truth is out. Yeah. Um, because she's there mm-hmm. calling him her son. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that – and then another interesting thing that someone pointed out today that I'm like, oh, man. When back in episode 12, whenever it is that Alptakeen discovers for sure who this mystery family was and the orphaned little girl, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure happens in 12 because it's 13 that he tells Sirkon. Mm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. When he's looking at the papers, um, Edda's mom's name is Isun. So I think it's interesting that that's like the name that um, oh. that Ifair wound up giving Idon. And her dad's name is Engin, not Mustafa. Oh, well, that's a uh, – I mean <laughs> – and, That's and, an inconsistency. It is. Well, and the the interesting thing is, again, like, we found out his name in episode 24. So that's yeah. not even, like, a new writer inconsistency. That was, like, an overlooked, like, hmm. oh, here's what the paper said in 12. But in 24, she clearly calls him Mustafa. Like, <laughs> so anyways, I just was like, yeah. huh, like, is – is that a is that something that's going to come back up or is it just an inconsistency? But anyways, um, I just <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Someone in the group pointed that out this morning and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I um, didn't even catch that. Yeah, I didn't either. I I didn't – I just – I remember seeing his name on paper when the episode happened. It just mm-hmm. – I didn't remember what it was. So anyhow, um, so it does like – because basically Baba Ani's like, well, we're not going to talk about this here. So if you want to talk, come to my house. So right. Edda agrees. She goes right to Baba Ane's. And basically Baba Ane shows her hand. Like, here's what I'm capable mm-hmm. of. Look at this. It's not released yet, but it's all queued up and ready. And it's basically yep. a whole smear campaign of Serkan, mm-hmm. um, you know, that will basically not just crush the company, but it'll just – it'll take down him, which will then in turn take down Idon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be- and that's when I wrote, like, you know, she's got her hands on Alptakeen already. I'm, you know, but we covered that. So yeah. now I liked this because Edda basically tells her to kick rocks. Yeah. Like, I'm not leaving I love him. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I was like, yes, because I, I re-listened to most <laughs> of our episode last week. And I swear it was at least five or six times that I said – Please, please, please keep this energy going with the yeah. whole like we're together in this. We're facing this together. Yep. All I, this. That is what I was firmly anticipating in this episode. Mm-hmm. So when it started off with her doing this and being really bold with Baba Ane and just saying, oh, well, good luck with that. I'm not doing what you say. You mm-hmm. can't control me. Because we know how much Edda loves being controlled. Mm-hmm. Obviously, sarcasm, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's one thing she's constantly what used to yell at Serkan about. Right. Like, why are you trying to control me? You can't mm-hmm. control me. She doesn't like people trying to control her. Right. And that's exactly what Baba Ane is doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, when she started off with this episode and was like, well, screw you. I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. And then heads off back to the jail. I was like, yes. yes well, yes, and then let's go. 
Not only that, she screams her way into getting to see him. Yes. Like, yep. and I'm like, this is the Edda we know. This is the Edda yep. who stormed into art life, mm-hmm. screaming for Sirkan, being like, tell, you know, being like, and I'm not even going to tell you my name. He'll know who you're talking about when he's, yep. when she's telling like the mm-hmm. receptionist. The same girl who stood up in the middle of like a commencement speech for all intents and purposes. Yep. And interrupted him to call him out. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is like episode one, Edda. I'm here for this energy. Yes. Um, you know, and so, yeah, she screams her way into his cell because once Jaren points out to her, like, listen, it's very serious. We really have to deal with this. She, I mean, Edda's already freaked out, but now she's really freaked out and is like, I need to see him. So she gets to go into the cell and – of course, Serkan's like surprised to see her mm-hmm. and, you know, she, he's like, how would you even get in here? And she's like, oh, I just yelled until somebody let me in, <laughs> like, you know. And I just love it because, you know, she walks right up to him. Their whole – I made like a slow-mo gif of the way they like grab each other's hands because I was just like, oh, I loved that so much. Mm-hmm. Like, just let me touch you to know you're – both of them. Like, let me touch right. you to know you're okay. And um, I wrote that this scene this scene made my my breastbone ache because, <laughs> um, you know, his face, her eyes, their hands, like all of that is speaking so much. Um, do you have the any of the screen grabs from this? No, okay, no. I didn't, I didn't I, take it. I just appreciated how positive he was being. He's like, I'll be fine. We'll, we'll be, be fine. fine. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. And he he understands that it's just someone trying to ruin his reputation, mm-hmm. that this stuff, you know, yes, it's serious, but they both know that it's all lies. Right. Um, so I loved how positive he was being. Yes. And I, then my heart broke. Yes. Well, okay, because yes, he was being completely positive, except for him also being realistic and saying we do need to prepare for the possibility, yes. though, that I could spend some real time in jail. And I think that's when – the click change started to happen in her. Not fully, but I think that's when it was like, oh, shoot, maybe I maybe I shouldn't have told Baba Ane to screw off. Like, um, because, you know, she has this, like, look, like, freaked out, like, but it's a lie, but it's this, yeah. you know. And that's when he's like, listen, you know, it's look at me, look at me, okay, everything, it'll all be fine eventually. Mm-hmm. And, and he says to mom. And, you know, so she she doesn't really say anything, but she acknowledges it. And then they're told that time is up. Mm-hmm. And that's when he says to her, Seni chok seviorum, hersheden chok. Like, I love you so much more than anything. Now, listen, there was a deleted scene that was released the next day that I don't understand why they took it out. It To me, it would have changed a lot for the course of the rest of the episode for me live watching. Okay. Because when in the live watch, she says literally nothing. Yeah. And walks nothing. out. No and answer. I'm, and I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, how many times does this man have to say and show to show you that yeah. he loves you? And if there was ever a time for you to reassure him. It would be right now. Right now is the time to, to do it. speak it. Yep. Spit it out, Edda. Right. That's the, I was like watching and I'm like, uh-huh. excuse me, say something. Mm-hmm. Say right. anything to right. him. And while this – well, when they released the next part, when they released the scene, it was better. It still wasn't great because she doesn't actually say it. But she does kiss him. They kiss and th- th- she leans in. They share a kiss and then she like 
reluctantly pulls away from him and walks mm. out. Had that played out in the episode, I think it would have helped set a different tone, at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think I, that I think that might be part of maybe why they released it the next day. I don't know, because there were a lot of visceral reactions after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Initially. So, you know, uh, I wish the scene had been in there. I'm glad we got to see it, at least, and know that it was supposed to be in there. Yeah. And I, I know that a kiss is an R took fine, and they're clearly saving all their pennies for this coming week, which we'll get there when we get there. But so I don't know if that's why it was cut, because it was like, well, we're going to be fined up the wazoo next episode, so let's right. save everything we can. Um, I wish it had stayed, though, because it, it at least would have been some token of reassurance for him, even if she's not saying it, like that she kissed him after he said that. Yeah, like, like you got to give us something. Like ha- at least have her say the feeling is mutual, Sarah Convolat, or right. some like right. a tiny smidgen of something mm-hmm. because I felt very confused. What mm-hmm. you said makes a lot of sense now that like once he's t- started talking about the seriousness of the charges mm-hmm. and that he could actually serve time, maybe that was kind of the click in her mind and that is what shifted her perspective mm-hmm. and her willingness to give in to Baba Ane mm-hmm. because that's obviously the next scene. Right. She goes right back to Baba Ane, is really upset. She's like, why are you doing this? And Baba Ane says, you know exactly why. This family who ruined your life, who killed your parents, this is the same family, blah, blah, blah. And I, and then suddenly, you know, they're, cause they're talking about, mm-hmm. she's kind of just telling Edda that she's been blinded by love and that she doesn't understand and that once the veil falls, she'll understand everything. Well, and what was really frustrating in this scene is that. After Adele leaves this jail without telling Serkan how she feels. She tells Baba Ane. She tells she Baba him. Ane, I love him. Why can't you just understand that? Yep. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I mean, we all know that. Grandma already clearly knows you love mm-hmm. him. But the fact that you willingly admitted that to this woman where you know she's going to weaponize that. Yep. You just gave her literally the only proof she needs. Yeah. Yet well, you can't give it to Serkan? Like. Right. And she also tells Baba Ane, like, we, we've we been through this. Like, we mm-hmm. worked through this. Yeah. I don't know if it's this scene or a scene later on, but she essentially tells Grandma, Serkan and I have moved past this. Yeah. And essentially, like, you need to get over it. We were able mm-hmm. to move past it, so l- let us be. Right. But – she doesn't do that. She no. she tells Baba Ane not only that she loves Serkan, but that they've moved past it and that they love each other. But then well, she gives in. Mm-hmm. And well, because she tells Grandma she's so full of hate. She yes. this, and Grandma's like, it's not hate. It's it's pain. And it's like, okay, I'm not discounting that there obviously was pain in you losing your son, mm-hmm. but. It's just ironic that she's talking about how blind Edda is because she's really the blind one. Like, you played an active role in your son dying. Yeah, you didn't build that house. You didn't use the shoddy stuff. But in Edda, I don't remember if it's this episode or the episode before where she's like, you know, my parents had to scrape and save for every bit just to be able to buy that house or rent that house or whatever they did. 
And had you not cut him off, that wouldn't have been the case. Like, so she already points out Baba Ani's hand in this. Right. Um, And, you know, so my thing is like, are you just clearly so unwilling to even examine your own modicum of guilt in this that all you're doing is like you're taking that guilt of maybe your hand in this, the fact that you cut him off for so long and didn't have a relationship with him and now you never will because he's gone. You There is no making up for it. And right. you're just turning that around and spewing that wherever you can. Well, and she has this, you know, this idea because she says, you're the only thing left of my son. Mm -hmm. I will do my best not to lose you. Meanwhile, Edda's like, the exact thing you're doing right now is going to lose me. Yep. She even tells her at the end of this conversation, you've lost me. Yep. And she's like, you can't hide behind my father to protect what you've done in the past. Mm -hmm. So I think you're right. I think there is some sort of she like can't deal with the guilt of what she did to her own son by mm -hmm. rejecting his marriage and maybe because of that because of the control aspect now she's thinking that the only way to to make up for this the only way to finally have a relationship with her granddaughter which does not mm -hmm. make any sense because she's literally ruining any chance mm -hmm. she could have yep. to have a relationship with her um so it's this was frustrating to me because I felt like – because basically because of everything that we talked about. Mm -hmm. Because she doesn't say anything to Serkan. Then she goes to her grandmother and tells her – speaks right to her face that she and Serkan love each other. Right. And then – and th well, we'll get and then, there when we get well, there. And then she does <laughs> relent and say, fine. She does. Yeah. I will do it. Mm -hmm. But like, you know – that And then that's when she says, like, you know, you think you've won this war, but you've lost me. And she leaves. Yeah. And, you know, by the time she hits the street, Jaren's texting her being like, Serkan's been released. You know, yeah. so she knows, okay, Grandma already mm -hmm. did her part to get these charges dropped. So yeah. this is all playing into how powerful she is. All right. The, all the connections, all the connections she has. So it, it did speak a little more to me as to Edda's. Uh, sudden willingness to comply sure. when she's been so like screw you screw you screw you do your best do your best do your best um, right. you're underestimating me because you know Duren did point out last episode she's gonna hit you where she thinks you're weakest which is your heart mm -hmm. right now yeah where Serkan's concerned and that is exactly what Baba Ani is doing I just keep I keep like warring within myself over it though because I'm right. like crap I do get that because mm -hmm. I mean I guess if I was all of a sudden faced with a decision I mean Jason and I ha are committed for life we're a team like so clearly anything we're gonna do we're gonna face together mm -hmm. but I guess if I were all of a sudden faced with some evil horrible person in my life who literally had the power to put him behind bars for several years right and like at the push of a button mm. Like, I'd like to think, like, no, I'd tell him and we'd figure it out. Like, but right. It's, but if she's offering, <laughs> if this person's offering me, like, all you have to do is this right here and I, I'll make it all go away. Mm -hmm. Like, would well, I? Would I just do that thing to protect him, even if it means I have to be the one to hurt him? Like, mm -hmm. would I? And she proves over and over again through this whole episode just how powerful she is mm -hmm. and how she can make the whims of whatever is happening mm -hmm. just happen within a, 
a snap of her right. fingers, whether it's getting a new business partner, whether mm-hmm. it's putting Sarkhan in jail, getting him out of jail, getting Altik and Bola arrested, all this stuff yeah. where she's like, oh, this is what I feel like doing right now, so I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I felt the same way because part of me was like, gosh, what is with these DZ women immediately rolling over? Mm-hmm. Or the second that their man is in jail, like all I thought of was Son M. And Fabry. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was like, he's literally been in jail for like half an hour and Edda goes crawling back to grandma. That was my whole initial reaction. Right. I'm like, think rationally here, mm-hmm. calm down and tell Baba Ane to kick rocks. Yeah. But then at the same time, Like you said, if I were to really sit and think about it Mm -hmm. and think about how powerful Babaane is proving herself to be through this whole Mm -hmm. episode, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I think and I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. So the only thing I can really fully fault her for is not mm-hmm. telling Sarah Khan she loves him. Yes. Because I keep yes. going back and forth on everything else where I'm like so pissed because I'm like, you were so determined last episode. You were so mm-hmm. this. And then you just gave in. But then I'm like, crap, the more I actually sit and think about it, I ugh, I, ha- I have to somewhat – I have to get it. Like I have to somewhat get yes. it. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree. I'm, I will not ever be okay with her just not saying anything, even if we had the kiss. Yeah. She needs to speak mm-hmm. with her mouth. Yep. And that was like, ah. Oh. Yep. Because then once we get to – she gets home. She falls asleep. Uh, she supposedly wakes up to a text message from Sarah Khan saying, mm-hmm. I sent you a location. Meet me here. They have this wonderful conversation. We can obviously go deeper into this if we want. But he's saying all this stuff about freedom mm-hmm. and that things are better when he's with her. And then she – Tells him, I love you, because he says, I'm madly in love with you. Mm-hmm. And she responds, I'm madly in love with you too, Sir Kambolat. Mm-hmm. And then he proposes, and she says yes. And then, boom, it's all a dream, and I was raging. Oh, uh, <laughs> did you see um, my Instagram? Moran even, like, took a screen grab of it, because in one slide, I'm like, you guys, you guys, <sighs> she finally said it. She said she loves him. And then literally in the next slide, my face is so pissed off. And I'm like, I was like it was all a dream. Like, and yeah. I so, was so upset. Oh, I agree. Uh, oh, my gosh. So I do want to get into that a little bit. But um, just summarizing just before all this happens, like Sarah yeah. gets released. But mm-hmm. even he kind of knows better is like, this is too fishy. Um, yeah. You know. Edda does ignore his phone call when he calls her because, of course, that's his first thought is her. Um, right. She doesn't wind up going to Idon's, mm-hmm. and you know, which is then concerning. And right. you know, Sarah only concerned about where she is, and that's when he decides to go to his mom's because someone said like, "Oh, she said she was going to meet your mom." Mm-hmm. Um, and this next part, because listen, I've been fairly gracious with Ifair this entire series, mm-hmm. like. She's officially canceled until further notice in my book. Because listen, this woman clearly knows how powerful her mother is. Mm. And the fact that she just buys right into Edda lying to her, being like, oh, no, it was just a misunderstanding. But she, but Edda is still very clearly upset and emotional. Yeah. And Ifair's just like, oh, I'm so glad. I thought my mom had a hand in it. Okay, good night. Like, where I'm like, are you serious right now, woman? Like, and th- this kind of continues because 
she's so I mean and we'll get into this more too with the whole Alexander thing yeah. but it's like you're so sidetracked with your own stuff like yeah you're not even paying attention to how like how hurt your niece is and how yeah much she's struggling even at the breakfast table the next morning and all this stuff like yeah. it's just I'm just like who are you so anyway I, I feel like of anybody I fair should be the one who is the most um apt or yes. like able to deal with her mother yeah. it's yep. her own mother uh-huh. but she seems to be the one who cowers the most uh-huh it's like baba ane barely has to do anything and i mm-hmm. was like oh fine uh-huh. like like a teenager yeah and it's like she just gives in over mm-hmm. and over and i'm like you of all people yeah should be the one raging against your mom yeah. and going against her and you should be the most equipped one to do it yeah but we also know if we want to get into the psychology of it, even Hannah said when she was watching this episode was like, well, we all kind of revert back into like yeah, who we were as true. kids around our parents. And true. this is clearly playing. I mean, you and I just had a whole conversation about this. We did. I called in, had to rant and rave to you about something. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah. yeah. Um, Good Anyways, point. so I – I don't – I'm not okay with it, but I'm no, like, no, no. well, yeah, yeah. okay. So my – yeah, my thing is not even this how much she gives into her mom. It's just how out of tune she is with her, her daughter niece. for all intents and purposes. Yeah. yeah, like the girl she's raised. So Sarkon gets to his mom's. There's no Edda in sight. Um, but Balja's there because of the thieves and blah, blah, blah. And I yeah. said I love it because sassy, sa- sassy safey, please never change because he makes that snarky comment about like – do you want some herbal tea? And she's like, you better make me coffee. And he's like, well, tea seems like the thing to have when you're wanting to go to sleep, but whatever. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, so Ed is laying on her bed with this charm bracelet. You, mm-hmm. you know, she gets the text. She wakes up and gets the text. Um, because we also get a shot of broken Sarkon with his sad eyes. Like, yes. And, um, you know, so they meet up at this location, like you said. Um, and, you know, he – you know, they have this whole conversation that, like you said, the most beautiful thing to, to be by your side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to spend time with you. Every breath I take with you is so precious. We need to not take our freedom for granted. And then, of course, you know, Ed does like, what if we're not as free as you think? You know, they have the whole, like, um, you know, when he's telling her the only thing holding us behind is our fears. I think that's very big. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but when you're with me, I'm not afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she says, what if I'm afraid, though? And he says, don't be, because when I'm next to you, you shouldn't be afraid of anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even though this wound up being a dream, like, (laughs) I'm like, there were some big important truths being confirmed to her here. Mm-hmm. You know, because he says that no matter- she obviously already knows because this is her dream, right? No matter what happens, I will always be by your side. I will not let anything happen to you. And mm-hmm. you know, they both just have these heart eyes. Yes. happening that are just so especially edda especially mm-hmm. edda uh, especially when they exchange the i love you and then of course she very excitedly says yes when he proposes mm-hmm. they're so happy they have tears in their eyes they kiss um and then she says sarah i have to tell you something which i get this because it's like gotta be honest yeah um, and I, I was so excited yes <laughs> i was like yes not only did she tell him that she loves mm-hmm. him the proposal, I was like, okay, great, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was more, honestly yes. more excited that she told him that she loved him and yes. then was like, I have to tell you about my grandma. I was yes. like, yes. I yes. was so happy. So, you know, she says, it's about my grandma. Everything that's happened has been done by her. 
She's going to make things so much worse. And he kind of looks at her with this confused look on his face. Um, She then looks fearful. And Mm -hmm. then the next thing that happens is um, we pan out to the scene and he's no longer there with her. Yeah. So someone – crap, I thought I took – I thought I saved the screenshots of this, but I guess I didn't. Um, Or if I did, I didn't put them in this album. So – Somebody pointed out, I'm so sorry I won't have the credit, but somebody on Twitter sent me somebody else's tweet. Okay. Where they kind of were like breaking down the dream a little bit. And I was like, okay. I still don't like it, but because there were all these truths that she obviously already knows, like you said, because her own subconscious manifested it. I'll be by your side. You know, as long as we're together, it's going to be okay. But the only thing holding us back is our fear. And that's clearly what's taking over here. Mm -hmm. Because – as soon as she tells him about grandma, he disappears. So someone thought, well, maybe oh. maybe she sees that manifested Symbolic. as, yes, like if I do tell him about this, he'll if run. I actually admit to him, either he'll run or grandma will do something so awful, he mm. will be taken from me. Like That's really interesting. And so – If that was the case here with these writers, I'll give them credit because like – and there's another scene later when we get there that I was very – it's actually my favorite scene in the whole episode because of the symbolism in it. Um, So when we get there, we'll get there. But yeah, so this made me not accept the dream necessarily but understand it that again because he points out to her our fears are the only thing that will hold us back. So basically, Mm -hmm. let's just be together. Let's not let fear take over. And that's what he's willing to do, and she kind of is, So, which is what leads her then to telling him about grandma, like, okay, then I'm right. let's be together. I'm going to tell you everything. But then the second she does, he disappears and is taken from her. Hmm. So, which Interesting. then – So this is when she wakes up from that. That's when I realize – that's when it fully clicks that she actually has to follow through on what she told grandma she would do. Yeah. Like, she does need to end it. She does need to right. sever ties with him because – grandma will literally do her worst yeah um interesting i i like that that makes a lot that that makes a lot of sense and it makes it more palatable palatable (laughs) that's a very good word for it to have that scene in there when because i i was just immediately upset oh me too (laughs) a hundred percent a hundred percent i was very upset it makes a lot of sense because it is her it's her subconscious it's her own fears it's her own realizations mm-hmm. and truths that she really does understand about Sircon. Mm-hmm. okay so yep. it's the next morning mm-hmm. and i fair we have a little run-in with i fair and alex do we just want to go over because mm-hmm. the whole i fair alex thing the trip the triple a is what i've been calling this yeah so i hate it i hate it uh, so much i hate it I cannot express how much I hate it. See, like, I don't even hate it. I just don't care. I'm like, I could not care well, less about this whole situation. That's so I true. Feel like it's I really just blood. Like, it, it feels like Mahale screen time to me, mm-hmm. where I'm like, uh, I don't care. Can we skip this, please? Well, and I'll be honest, I did mostly fast forward through anything where Alex was here. Alexander was well, on the it screen. Isn't uh, even valuable. No, I mean, and, and I think what makes me a little more em- not emotional, but just like not like you're just like whatever. I don't care, and I'm like I hate it. it is because it started out so cute. Mm-hmm. Like it started out as this adorable thing where they're like you know 
having this little modern epistolary thing happening. But then the second we meet this guy, I'm like, you're like, are you supposed to be coming off as slimy or is this supposed to look is this supposed to be charming? Because it's not really charming me. It makes you look like a creep because you're like playing these two women. And don't even get me started on the fact that Idon's divorce paper ink isn't even like dry and she's all of a sudden like going we're ready after to date. Yeah. And like yeah. we're going to pit these two against each other when really, right. you know what we could have done? We could have actually forged their friendship even more and solidified it by her being like, oh, let me help you. Because, you know, Idon's stylish, Idon's modern. Like she could mm-hmm. be like, let me dress you, let me do your hair, let this. And kind of like, being her wing woman right with him but that's not the case obviously. but that's not the case it's just this yeah. whole weird competitive triangle thing mm-hmm. and like he's constantly inviting them both to the same things without telling the other and like that's essentially what happens is like we have a few scenes with each of them with alexander where and it winds up with him inviting both of them to this private lunch at his restaurant yeah, because and then we spend like twenty minutes develop in- their friendship, and mm-hmm. yeah, he just makes he he ends up at the flower shop. <laughs> yeah, he that's Zuzu. Um, he winds up at the flower shop at some point, asking for help in picking out like plants for his house um, from iFair, and you know, so they there's a few times they kind of spend time together this episode before he act- winds up inviting her to the restaurant. Um, he kind of does the same thing with Idon because Idon and Safi do show up at the flower shop. So they have a little bit of FaceTime too with him. And then he winds up texting them both separately and inviting them to this lunch, which then we have this yeah. whole montage of them trying on outfits and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the actual lunch itself, which is just this clear competitive thing. Um, and I, I, I honestly felt – I was like – just just give them time off. Like, just uh-huh. have a break yeah. so that you guys can all rest and recoup. Right. And then we'll get back to everything. Mm-hmm. At, because a good 30 to 45 minutes of the episode was this whole storyline. Mm-hmm. Maybe and, half of it even. And I think part of it was like, I'm not upset that there was less Ed Sarah screen time because in reality, um, we had – Karem was shooting that New Year's Eve episode of mm-hmm. I-9-9-9, so I, he can't be on two sets at once. Right. So I understand that part of that, I'm sure, played a role in it. Um, so I'm not upset at the fact that they had to make do without him on set for at least a full day, I imagine. Right. But it's what they filled it with. Like, I would have preferred to see more like Jiren and Farid face time. Right. And like yeah. see that develop. Or more time with the girls, like Melo and Fifi. Um you know, like there's yeah. – I just like there's other ways they could have gone with that instead of this right. whole weird thing. Um, but, you know, whatever. Or developed it in a different way. Yeah, just develop you know? that storyline in a different way. Like I presented, like have Idon be her wing woman and this is something right. that actually like grows them closer and kind of bonds them. Like – but anyways, so yeah. that's all of that. I don't think we'll need yeah. to touch on that again. No, um, I don't think so. So – now we have – it's breakfast at – it's morning time. It's breakfast at the Bolat household. Balja has, like, prepared this whole breakfast. And she's going on and on about, like, how, oh, the first breakfast of the new year is so important. And I attach a lot of meaning to it. And Safi, I love Safi. He's like, oh, well, it's just a breakfast. I don't really yep. understand why. <laughs> I love him so much. Well, and even Sarah Khan is like – 
yeah, I need to find Edda. Uh-huh. Like, he's not worried about breakfast. He's not worried about Balja. He's like, yeah. I need to find Edda. Yeah. So that's exactly what he does. Like, I'm going to go to her house. And also, like, imagine being at somebody's house who you don't really know that well and being like, I'm going to rifle through their fridge and all of their cooking things and I'm going to make a huge breakfast. <laughs> like, I cannot imagine. The audacity to be like, just because you have to go through everything in their kitchen mm-hmm. to be able yep. to put something like that together. I was like, you geez. sure do. <laughs> but she's a bunny boiler. So, um, yeah. so you know, Balja calls and tattles on Serkan de Baba Ane. Um, uh-huh. And um, who then puts her lackey on Ida's tail. Like, mm-hmm. Follow her everywhere, all this stuff. There's also a conversation of paying off the, quote, other company that clearly, you know, it has to do with the whole accusation against Serkan and stuff. Right. Um, And so she makes sure that that's been done. And mm-hmm. she makes she makes kind of a vague order to him regarding Alptekin so we know something yes. else is brewing where he's concerned. Right. So, so that they take care of him, so to right. speak. Yeah. So meanwhile, at breakfast at – Edda's house, mm-hmm. um, she actually does tell the girls everything, which this gives me a modicum of hope too. Yeah. Because that's three chances we have that one of them is going to snitch to Serkan and I've And a big one <coughs> mellow. <coughs> yes. I yes, Melo, because he's well, and, and each they, day and well, and they made a big deal about being like, Melo, you're not gonna say anything, right? Every last one of them uh-huh. made sure that she promised that she wouldn't say anything. Right. So I think drawing that much attention to it mm-hmm. was a foreshadowing. Yeah. And I hope it is because it would just totally go with the Melo and Sircon mm-hmm. relationship. So, um, you know, uh, she ignores Sircon's call again because he tries to get a hold of her. Mm-hmm. And Jaren kind of tells her, and I did appreciate this, that she's like, you know – you really shouldn't let her get between you guys, meaning Baba yeah. Ane. But, you know, Edda says, like, you don't understand. She's extremely powerful. She's already showed her hand, blah, blah, blah. And um, what bothers me, though, is – and I just actually thought of this – was, like, crap. Jaren is Serkan's lawyer, and she has this information and doesn't actually wind up telling him later when they discover the supposed ID of the person who – Oh, um, I didn't think about that either. It just occurred to me. She's sitting at that breakfast table. She's clearly told the girls, like, unless she didn't specifically say that Baba Ane was responsible for his jail thing last night. But it's, it's implied that she told them everything. And yeah, that's why she needs to sever everything. So Jaren being like, oh, it's this Yusuf dude that did it. He's from a company that we used to work with and now don't. So he clearly just wanted revenge. I'm like, but then you know that's not true. And you're his lawyer. So like. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, unless it's a situation where in the next episode she's like, I've been digging deeper in g- making the connection Fingers between crossed. this Yusuf dude mm-hmm. and your Baba grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't even think about that. Wow. I, it literally just popped into my head. So um anyways she basically doesn't want ifair to know which again this doesn't make sense either i know but and again ifair comes in and she's all woohoo distracted because she just comes from her little run-in on the bench with alexander so again she does this whole like oh you're gonna quit the company oh thank god that's so good clearly ed does like a 
she's like a, a hair's breadth away from yeah. fully losing it and breaking down. Yeah. She looks so depressed. She looks mm-hmm. so t- like tortured. She looks so hurt mm-hmm. and broken. But Ifair's just like, anyways, this fruit salad, blah, blah, blah. Like it just. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Serkan comes. Oh, so the girls decide to have a bachelorette day. That was what my translation <laughs> yeah, said. So did mine. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. So they all head out. They get into a taxi mm-hmm. and Tahir follows being super conspicuous uh-huh. as <laughs> like, do all DZ villains yeah. who follow people oh my gosh i'm like he's literally right there mm-hmm. <laughs> all they would have had to do was look over and he's right there well i but mean anyway even in episode 11 when sarkon shows up at her house before oh, i know winding up chasing the taxi i'm like all it would have taken was for any of you to turn your heads half an inch and you'd to see his right. yeah you'd see his car <laughs> 10 feet behind the taxi but okay anyway so he's he's a bad spy but he keeps mm-hmm. following them uh and then Sarkon shows up yes so he has a little run in with Ifair where she kind of is just again telling him I don't want to tell you where she is if she if you can't find her she probably doesn't want you to and he she it's it's a little weird because she's like, I'm sorry, you're a good person. Okay, and I'm I like, literally wrote that down. And if I was like, think, what? If yeah. you, yes, if you think he's a good person, then why do you have such a problem with this relationship? Mm-hmm. But she's like, she talks about there being a bitter truth between the two of them. So I don't know. It just... The whole conversation irked me. Oh, same. And I was like, I understand her being like, if Edda doesn't want you to know where she is, I'm not going to disrespect her choice and tell you. I get that. Mm -hmm. But her whole speech about him being a good person, I was like, But stay away from her anyways. Uh Yeah. 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 And I love that he's just like, okay, have a good day. Like, doesn't Mm -hmm. agree. He's just like, have a good day, I fair. Um, Yeah. So now it's evening, so clearly the whole day has passed, mm-hmm. and his I wrote his sadness hurts my soul because he's I, just sitting I there said and sad night gazers because they're both just like so sad and looking at the sky, and he says to himself, but to Edda, like everything just got better, meaning like that I'm guessing like what was about to happen on the balcony at the end of twenty four, like mm. everything just got better. Where are you, Edda? Like, because mm-hmm. he can't find her. He has yet to see her or speak to her since they interacted while he was in jail. Yeah. So, um, let's also cover this. So, oh yeah, Angen and Pearl. Messy, messy slob Angen. Slob Angen and poor Pearl is what I said. <laughs> yes, because she's about to pop a vessel and nobody can blame her. But basically, we have a few interactions with them that mm-hmm. wind up with um them inviting the gang the art life gang over to yeah. hang out at the house but Ingen kind of does it last minute so it's like pressure on parole because he's yeah, like oh he's like, yeah, no make- problem you can whip up some food for them at home <laughs> that's not a problem it's like oh i know excuse you sir uh-huh <laughs> So it, you know, it ends up being this like stress thing. They all show up and they do wind up ordering pizza and like playing games and it kind of is a fun night. We do get this little interlude where 
uh, Pearl's dad calls and and apparently doesn't know that she's married. Yeah, like <laughs> so they're keeping secrets from her parents. I would have rather they would have spent time on her parents and her yep. family situation. Yep. Than the AAA yeah. story. Yeah. Because super yeah, weird. That, this is way more interesting to me. I agree. Well, I'm and, like, I want to know more about Pearl and her family. And right. The supposed issue they're obviously going to have by right. her marrying Angan. Yep. And my thing, though, again, with that is like, okay, but last episode, she had this whole emotional thing, you know, like, it's why I don't really keep in touch with them. It's I don't have a good relationship with them. I don't this. But then you're also like, but Baba Jim, I I wouldn't do this without telling you. Like, mm. well, clearly you would. You don't. Yeah. Like, what? Anyways. Yeah, I need to know more about what that's about. So that's essentially all the Pearl and Ingen stuff. So yeah. now we have – we're at Art Life the next morning, mm-hmm. and Tahir's kind of with Melo and Layla and Erdem. He's kind of trying to be flirty with Melo. She's not having it. Yeah, um, it's interesting because they start off interrogating him, uh-huh. and then he, once Melo actually leaves, he starts kind of getting information out of Layla and uh, Erdem. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? I know. But he obviously knew who to target for the right. info, who right. would be willing to just spill everything. Right. I mean, I do like what they're saying about how it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, she and Idon started out butting heads, but she's like a daughter to Idon now. Like, they have a bond right. and they have this and, you know, all this stuff. So it's all good stuff. But I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, but Baba Ane can weaponize anything. So Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, they kind of fall for it. So that's all – that's kind of what happens there. So mm-hmm. – Meanwhile, there's an art life meeting happening, and and Ed is the last one to show up. It's kind of already in the middle of happening, so she just sort of slips in, says sorry for being late, and um, you know, when they're discussing, like, look, you know, clearly someone was after me. I'm not letting this go just because now the charges were dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting an investigation. We're going to figure this out. And Baba Ane is like, oh, well, do you have any ideas about who might be responsible? And I loved this uh-huh. so dang much. <laughs> Because he just flat out says, you. you. <laughs> and then big old pause. Uh-huh. And then he's like, and I can kind of guess who did it. So I'm like, like basically like we can only guess. Uh-huh. But he start. he's obviously yeah, making I'm, a statement I'm by on saying, to you. you, big pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can only guess. And yep. I'm like, okay. But he does say, but very soon we'll find out. Yes. So I like that he is still standing up to her, that Mm -hmm. he's like, you may have won the battle, but we all know Sarkhan is in it for the long haul Mm -hmm. and that he is no fool. So I, I appreciate that. Yes. So they kind of go on and have this project discussion about, you know, the next things that need to happen and all this stuff. The meeting mm-hmm. winds up getting adjourned. He asks Edda to stay behind. Yeah. And just before Baba Ani walks out, she's like, well, when you're done in here, I need to see you. Mm-hmm. So Baba Ani walks out. It's just the two of them. And he tells her, I missed you. And mm-hmm. he's like, I couldn't get a hold of you. I couldn't find you. And she just gives these really dumb excuses like, I was tired after being upset, blah, blah, blah. And he basically knows better. He's like looking at her and he's like, listen, is this about Balja? Because, yeah, you know what? I've been – I kept trying to tell you like I had – I was late because a thief broke into her house. She called me. I went to help her. Like, which, Mm -hmm. of course, Edda has like an eye roll reaction to that. She already knows that's like a load of crap on Balja's part. But it's kind of mulled over at the moment. And, you know, and she's like – 
listen, we can talk, but we need to talk outside of work. And he's like, okay, yeah, let's talk, but we don't need to do it outside of work. Federit told me about this great place that has these awesome desserts. We'll order a bunch of desserts. We'll eat them and talk. And she's like, you don't eat sweets. And he's like, fine, I'll just sweetly watch you as you eat sweets. (laughs) It's very cute and flirty. and It is. um, And she's like, okay, I have something I need to do, but then, okay, let's do that. Like, order it and then I'll be back. So I love it because then when she's out at her desk, like, doing stuff – I loved mm-hmm. that whole conversation between her and Balja because – Oh, I know. It was – And ag- oh. again, we we totally forgot to talk about this, but <laughs> maybe this is an Aisha thing mm-hmm. because what is it with these other women using Selam uh-huh. as their introduction? Yep. <laughs> because this is not the first time nope. that Balja has used Selam. Nope. And I, the second it comes out of her mouth, I'm like – Oh. <laughs> yep. Yep. But she's like, Salam, Eda. And they start talking, and she's like, Oh, you seemed a little tense in the meeting. And Eda, of course, is like, No, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, she would tell you, right. idiot. But uh, she's like, I heard that your house got broken into. Is everything okay? And she's like, I was, I got really scared, so I stayed with Aidan and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, yeah, no doubt you're going to be scared tonight, too. <laughs> and she's like telling her, you know what? You should stay with me. Uh-huh. Oh, my <laughs> but gosh. But of course, Balja has every excuse not to stay with Eda. Well, and I love, too, how she's like, has the thief at least been caught? Uh- and she's like, no. And Eda's like, yeah, I figured. And she's like, excuse me? And she's like, oh, just that it's really hard to catch thieves these days. It's almost as if they didn't exist to begin yeah. with. Like, I loved that entire conversation because it was so like, good. I'm on to you. Uh-huh. I'm on to you. Well, even with the the staying with her, she's like, I mean, I guess you could stay with a friend, but uh, probably not. But you also have your ex. You could stay with him. And so she just keeps kind of bringing up, oh, these possibilities. But of course, you're going to have an excuse not to stay with any of them. Uh-huh. So it was – that whole conversation was so good. I agree. So um, then – we have – there's just a little breakaway. Idon and Safi are just kind of talking about Edda, Serkan, Baba Ane's lack of logic. Right. You know, that she's psycho, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we have dessert time. Mm-hmm. And um, this is – you know, I love it because it's all this double talk. You know, he's – Yep. She's like, this dessert looks too beautiful. And he's like, yeah, it is too beautiful. Like – Basically, so beautiful, you can't even touch it. Yep. But then she's yeah. like, but yet you still can't help yourself and you wind up touching it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just said it was probably the scene I most appreciated because it was all a metaphor, even right. Balja's part. So like, you know, she says it looks really pretty. It's too pretty. Mm-hmm. Pity for a person to even touch, yet still can't top themselves. Still can't stop themselves. And he says, yes, it's dizzying. And then he tells her, don't look at me like that. Mm-hmm. And and then is it him who says, I can even take a piece of the strawberry, of the strawberry cake? Yes. This and is what she, I – go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. This is this is specifically the part that I appreciated the most. Mm. Um, so my my subs were a little confusing okay. with this. I'll be honest. Okay. I, I kind of – Got it. Because she's saying, you know, well, if you did that, you would end up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, if it will be out of your hands, then let it be. So what he means is, because because she's because 
he she says, yeah, you'll wind up at the hospital. And he says, but if it came from you, then let it be. Okay. Basically, he's willing to risk anaphylactic shock for her. For her. Okay. And so she says, are you sure? And she actually scoops that strawberry up yeah. from the cake. And then she says, I can't. No. She puts it back down. She's like, I can't do that to you. Right. Okay. So, okay. This, to me, was an entire metaphor. The strawberry oh, yeah. is Baba Ane. Mm-hmm. And he's basically saying, yes, I would risk it if it if it's something that you – if it's brought on by you, then yes, mm-hmm. I will risk it. And she is saying, I can't do that to you. Like, mm-hmm. I can't be the one that sends you to the hospital with an allergic reaction to this strawberry. So right. I really loved and appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and he – he then kind of changes the subject after she puts the strawberry down and says, when yeah. I was when I was behind bars, I felt very good when you suddenly showed up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I was worried about you. And he says, well, I was very worried about you. Yeah. And he says, Edda, what is the problem? Because he knows. Mm-hmm. He can see it. He literally says that he can see it in her eyes because he's like, what do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And she says, okay, and let's yeah. talk. Yeah. So finally she's ready to talk. But Balja interrupts, which I, again, same uh, same thing. I was like, this is so metaphorical uh-huh. that right now is when she comes in. Mm-hmm. And then she comes in. The gall of this woman. I know. I know. This man bought these desserts. This is why her name for- is Balja because she's got the biggest balls of anybody in this show. I've like never have I seen anyone in this show with bigger cojones. Like I cannot believe it. It's <laughs> because- ridiculous. Uh-huh. The, even the way Edna rolls her eyes after she's like, cheesecake. Oh my, I know. I was like, if I don't ever hear this woman say cheesecake again, uh-huh. I could not be happier. Uh-huh. <laughs> so because she walks in, she's like, oh, Serkan Bay, I thought you didn't really like sweets. And he's like, yeah, I don't eat sweets. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, but you must be so hungry because you didn't eat, even eat anything in the morning with that big breakfast that I made. And then, of course, Anna looks at her like, Girl. <laughs> and then Serkan, I was I wanted to stand up and clap for this. Me man too. Me because, too. Because he goes, Nope, I didn't eat. And he looks at Anna and he says, I didn't even touch it. So freaking <laughs> good. I oh, I love that. This is one of the many reasons this is my favorite scene in the entire episode. So good. And I and he says because I have a special diet for myself. Uh-huh. You that know, diet is, is Edda. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like, and that big ridiculous over the top breakfast was Balja. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! She's like, of course I understand, but I'm hungry and I can never help myself when I see cheesecake. The cheesecake oh. is Sarahcon, you guys. Yeah, she because literally can't help herself. Yeah. So I appreciated that scene so much because i think Mm -hmm. watching it live like i got the gist of it a little bit with the whole teasing of the strawberry but when i really sat and watched it i was like oh there's so much more to this scene than i realized and i super appreciated it i'll stop in and say another thing too because i've never extensively watched the work of any of these writers Mm. i have only seen an episode and a half of dole and i so like Mm. I've, I can't judge their writing based on an intro episode and half of the following. Right. Um, and – but someone who – one of the uh, reviewers that um, MH Musings on Twitter, she 
posted in her review she she writes reviews every week for um central kapama and yeah. this week's she said that she really did like and with the exception of the final episode of dole and i which she said was just out of place and weird hmm. she really appreciated their writing because they had like strong characters they had like their villains made sense and okay. like every like so that gave me hope too that she was like there the story was like well done yeah, that's, um, that is – that makes me hopeful. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure three of these four writers, if not all four of them, I believe – I think all four of them. Worked on Dolanite basically for the ex- the entirety of it, of its airing. Yeah, so, I don't think the writing ever got changed because it was only, what, like 26 episodes, something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that also gave me hope. And, and then after seeing a scene like this where I'm like, okay, they clearly were paying attention. Whether they came up with the scene on their own, whether this was notes left over from Aisha, or whatever either way they're paying attention and they've implemented it Mm -hmm. um so i did appreciate that Mm. so um yeah like i said my favorite scene in the whole episode yeah so um engin and pearl end up interrupting this really awkward scene yeah (laughs) and because balja sucks at pr (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. well and yeah because because they they have bad news. Two mm-hmm. of their projects got canceled because Ball just sucks at PR, mm-hmm. and the whole um, arrest got leaked to the press. Shocker. Mm-hmm. So, as of this, because of the cancellations of those two projects, they were really big projects for them. Ada is like, well, Grandma needs to answer to this because mm-hmm. she said that she wasn't going to hurt the company. So she barges up to her office and she's like, what are you doing? You said that Sarkhan wouldn't get mm-hmm. hurt and that the firm wouldn't be affected. But grandma basically says, well, you still haven't fulfilled your side of the bargain. So mm-hmm. I'm not promising anything. And um, Edda kind of explains, she's like, look, I have to do this at the right right time mm-hmm. otherwise Serkan isn't even gonna believe me right he'll realize if i'm doing this for some other reason he'll realize if she's not being truthful right. about the situation so she's kind of having to tell grandma look you got to cut me at least a little bit of slack here because mm-hmm. if i just go up to him and tell him that we're over it's not ever gonna work he's not gonna believe me yeah so grandma's like okay fine do your part and i'll take care of the rest yeah so of course um you know layla comes in after uh edda leaves and tells her like you know semi uh, there's an urgent meeting being called mm-hmm. that you need to be at and she's like okay let them wait i'll be there soon so basically of course as it turns out in this meeting grandma's like i have some connections i might have the big fish we need like right. you know surprise um, surprise right and i love that sarkon basically tells her well i don't trust you so, uh-huh. like <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah. then we get you know that meeting's adjourned she's like well i'll keep you posted you know on if i can get him you know to come in and meet with us blah 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 mm-hmm. so um and then we get a quick – I wrote, we get a quick coven meeting between Balja and Baba Ane, but then I wrote, this feels offensive to witches, so maybe, <laughs> I, maybe I won't call it a coven meeting. It's um, two snakes spinning a web together? No, mm. two – wow, get your animals straight, Ashley. <laughs> 
My brain literally had spiders, a picture of spiders, and I said snakes. Well, they are. you understand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what, though? If any two snakes would be capable of weaving webs, it would be these two. So, you know, then we get a quick thing. Ifair calls Semiha and asks her to come to talk. And then we have Edser in the office alone again after this meeting's been adjourned. And he says, I'm very – trying to talk to her again. I'm very curious about what you want to tell me but can't seem to. And she says, it's not important. And he says, then why are you so wrapped up in it? Like, mm-hmm. and he basically is like, I can see it in your eyes. I know you're hiding something. Yeah. And he says, he asks if it's about grandma, who then materializes um, and announces that she caught a big fish. She caught a prince. A prince salmon from the Arab Emirates. Emirates? Emirates? Em- Emirates? 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 And he's moving to Istanbul and is going to need a big mansion built and all these other projects. And he's mm-hmm. so, you he's know. He's basically his- an oil baron and he's an old friend of the family mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But Serkan, good for him. Yep. He wants time to consider because, yep. again, he doesn't trust Babane. Well, and he doesn't want to be so like, oh, I'm so desperate to get my company back on track. I'm just going to latch on to what you're throwing at me. So I yep. love that he keeps his cool and is like, I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. So good. So um, he's like, so grandma says something about, okay, I'll see you then. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm, my assumption is she means, okay, I'll see you when you make the decision to go with my big fish. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then Serkan's like, well, what did she mean by that? Mm-hmm. And Edda says, well, she just wants to help. So Serkan asks Edda, because mm-hmm. of course, this makes a lot of sense. He's like, well, do you think I can trust her? But Edda avoids. She does a non-answer and says, I know that you'll make the right decision. Which to me is a clear answer. Yes. Like, it's a clear answer. Yeah. It's a non-answer, but Serkan knows mm-hmm. what she really means. Yeah. As he should. Right. So then we have this Semiha and Ifair interaction. She's just She just continues to be very ugly to her daughter. You know, she was – being horrible about her cooking last week and all this stuff. Yeah. And now she's being horrible about the fact that she gets her hands dirty and does work that she doesn't really need to be doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And here's – okay. This is where I really was like, Ifair, you big, mm. dumb idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, you clearly, like, have so much disdain for your mother. You know, you point out how well you've done without her, all this stuff. Like, you're making it. It's fine. But then the fact that basically Baba Ani is like, well, I'm here to stay, or at least until I'm sure that there's nothing between Serkan and Edda. And Ifair is like, listen, there is nothing between them. Like, they, she doesn't want to be a part of them. You mm-hmm. know, she was ready to quit, like, the firm. But then now that you're there and you're keeping her close and all this stuff. Right. Like, you know, and the it bothers me so much because – um, you know, when Baba Ani's like, I've come at the most opportune time to turn this flame to ash – meaning like to fully burn this to the ground. Right. And is very clear about the fact that Serkan and Edda will never be a thing. I'm sitting here like, Ifair, is it not a red flag to you that you're in agreement with your mother about Edda and Serkan? Like, it bothers me so much that right then and there, she doesn't have this realization like, huh, if I'm on the same page about these two as my mother is, that should tell me something. Because my yeah. mother is a horrible, evil, abhorrent person. She knows her – she, of anybody, knows the whole history between her own mother and her brother. Yes. Her dead brother. Uh-huh. I mean, give me a break. Yep. 
So it bothered me so much. Yeah. And basically she also points out, don't think I don't know about you and that chef. I'll deal with that later. Like, yeah. Again, that mm -hmm. this was another thing where I was like, she is a control freak. Mm -hmm. She has to have control. This is her thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so then we get the revelation we kind of touched on a little bit. Yeah, the Yusuf Tankut guy. It's a company that they competed with, not related to Semiha as far as they could find, apparently. Mm-hmm. So this kind of prompts them to accept the deal with Prince Seiman. Right. So uh, enter the prince. We get a funny thing about Engin and Erdem talking about princes and being silly. But we get the big entrance of who I'm calling the dubbed prince. That's what I wrote. Really? I said, well, I wrote, enter our dubbed but hot prince. Yeah. Um, I'm like, guys, I I literally looked up a YouTube video uh-huh. of Matt yeah. because yeah. I was like, okay. What does his voice sound like? Him, yes. Mm-hmm. If they're dubbing him, what does his voice sound like? He has a great voice. Yes, he does. <laughs> he has a very deep, hot voice. Like, yes. can he please just speak for himself? Well, and I read somewhere, and I don't know how true it is, but I read somewhere that he, because he's he's German too. So, and I think German is his first language. So Turkish clearly isn't – his Turkish is not going to sound um, – The same. Local Turkish, right. Mm-hmm. So – but my but thing is like his he's, character. His is character is only half Tur- Turkish. Yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't know why they wanted him to have such perfect Turkish, but clearly they wanted it because they even make it a point to have Parole be like, Why is your Turkish so perfect if you're not from here? And he's like, Well, my mom was Turkish. She always spoke it to me growing up. So I'm like, wouldn't it make sense for him to have like broken or even like not properly sounding Turkish? Uh-huh. And if he's only half Turkish. Right. And I brought this up to Kristen. I was like I'm sorry. What about Karem? Right. <laughs> like people give him a hard time. Yeah. And it's been brought up on his past DZs. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, his accent, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So why is it such a big deal? I don't. Like, what? <laughs> I really don't know. It so, was very weird to me. I didn't it like it. It was weird it. to me too. I, yeah. I'm like, if you have to dub him, why didn't you just get someone else to play him? Right. Who, who's the guy dubbing him? Have him play the prince. Like – Exactly. Anyways, yeah. so um, I wrote 90s beach movie music and an 80s limousine <laughs> arrival. <laughs> and look, he, this man, is a whole snack, okay? Oh, 100%. Did you see but, that picture I posted in the Facebook group oh of him gosh, with that yes. him with that axe and his man bun? Yes. <sighs> yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But when he gets out of that car, <laughs> I don't know what it was. I was like, why is his hair like that? <laughs> it, like half of it was smashed <laughs> and half of it was off, was like up like normal. I was like, what's going on with his hair? He's so hot uh-huh. and he's got a little bit of grays in there. But uh-huh. I'm like, I could not stop staring at his hair. Yet he's only 30 in this show. I don't know how old he is in real life, but – Maybe he and, just and has he early gray. With, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have early gray. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, who cares about some mm-hmm. gray? We love a silver fox. But yes. <laughs> the fact that, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm the only one who even noticed, <laughs> but he got out of that car and I was like, who did his hair? <laughs> like, were you napping in that car before you yeah, got Yeah, it looked like he had had his hand on one side of his head and had Was, smashed Yeah. It. Did you have company in the car with you before you got out? Um, so, so basically, anyway. he gets this really ridiculous slow-mo babe walk that is even too mm-hmm. much. And we're used to slow-mo babe walks, trust me. 
everyone winds up meeting in the lobby. So there's a little bit of chit chat as they're walking up to the actual company. And he notices Edda in a very big way. And this is red flag. At first, I was like, oh, he's just struck by her beauty. Uh But as we will learn later, that's not the case. (laughs) So um, he notices Edda in a big way. And Melo even notices that he noticed her in a big way. She's like, do you think he was staring at you for too long? And she's like, what are you talking about? I have to get to the meeting. Yeah. So, you know, they then they wind up having a meeting. They're having a discussion about the design he wants, mm. you know, and Sercon's like, well, okay, we've talked about all of the logistics, but also it would help if we got to know you a little bit so that we can try to infuse, like, make sure your personality is infused into this too. That's just as important. Right. Um, so then, of course, he's like, the power of love, blah, blah, blah. And he gives this if whole, there's like, love and passion with the project, then it will be better. I want right. a big garden. How you do gardens, don't you, Edda? <laughs> so basically, so, it's time to get to work. After yeah, because they're going to present their project the next day to him to yes. see if he accepts it all. Yes. So this so, broke my all... Okay. So essentially from here on out to the rest of – to mm-hmm. the end of the episode, I just – my heart was breaking for uh-huh. Sarkon yep. the whole rest of this episode. Yes. I was like – my poor sweet baby angel. I just want him to I be know. happy. I it. I felt really upset for Sarkhan. Oh, a hundred percent. I want him to not just feel loved, but to know and be confident that he is loved. Yep. Like, oh, because yeah. he invites her to work with him in the office. Like, do you want to come work with me in the office? And I think part of it was, yes, he wanted to be near her. But the other part, too, was like, we can also talk because they right. keep getting interrupted. Yeah. But she declines mm-hmm. and is like, I'll concentrate better out here, blah, 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 like all this and stuff. And Melo is like, come on, keep asking her. Like, yes. she's like really trying to get, <laughs> to get them together. She's trying to talk with her eyes to him. And yes. he's kind of looking at her like, what? What can I do? And, you know, my heart just shatters. Like, mm-hmm. and then we get this whole work montage music and all this stuff. I love it because you notice how Melo runs Balja interference. Like, yes. I loved yep. that so much. And, and they're keeps- and yes, they're just gazing longingly uh-huh. at each other the whole time while mm-hmm. all of this craziness is happening around them. Yep. They can't take their eyes off of each other. Nope. So then it's later in the evening. Everybody's mm-hmm. gone home just about. And Sarkon finds out that Edda turned her drawings into Angen mm-hmm. and then and left, then left. Yeah. without saying anything. And he's like, what the heck? Like, yeah. He's so, upset. Yeah. So Edda is – at Semiha's house. Mm-hmm. And basically Semiha's like, don't keep putting this off. You need to make sure you do this. Like, yeah. you know. Um, and Edda basically tells her, once the presentation goes well tomorrow and I know that he's secure as a client, then mm-hmm. I'll I'll make sure I do it. And then she's about to leave. But, oh, who conveniently shows up for coffee but the prince himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is like, stay for coffee. Let's chat. And yeah. so to be polite, she stays, of course. Right. And meanwhile, uh, just as a quick aside, Balja is back trying to get her claws into Idon. Mm-hmm. But Idon's like, oh, you're so sweet. I need your help. Do me a favor. Ada and Serkan need uh-huh. to get back together. <laughs> and I want you to, to help me with this. Yes. So that was just a very um, satisfying scene between yes. the two of them. Yes. So, and I also wish and hope that it's because Idon maybe sees a little bit through her and is testing her and isn't mm. totally just like, oh, she'll help me. Like, hopefully. Anyways, yeah. we'll see. So, um, 
after it, they've clearly been chatting for a while mm-hmm. at Baba Ani's, and Edja says, you know my grandmother better than I do. Mm-hmm. And Saman says, nobody knows you better than family. And I wrote, sorry, beg to differ, bro. Like, yeah. Um, Which is ironic because earlier when we met him and he was giving them some background on himself, he said he talked about how he was a very lonely child mm-hmm. and did not have a lot of family around him. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, now he's coming and talking about, oh, nobody knows you better than family, Edda. Like, yeah. Okay. We all know whose team you're on, sir. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. But I'm like, just that's not even true. There are. No, it's n- not. Like. I would venture to say that you know me better than a lot of my family does. And not in a bad way, not because right. I'm not close to my family, but you like, just have different relationships yes, with different people. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. And there's stuff I will very openly talk with you about that I yep. don't necessarily with specific members of my family. Like it's yep. just so I'm like, yeah, no, that doesn't even have to do with whether you're close with your family or not. That's just not a universal truth. Yep. So, you know, and then I wrote at this point, I'm like, okay, I know we know grandma's powerful and all this crap, but why? Is she mafia? Is she, like, how does right. she have all Because, you know, there are rich people, but being rich doesn't necessarily mean you have all this, all these powerful connections at your disposal. Mm-hmm. Like, anyways, so Edda does leave eventually, like, okay, thanks for the coffee. Good night. Yeah. Um, and Sarkon shows up oh at Edda's. The lights are all off. It's dark at the house. And so he just kind of stands there and looks for a little bit, but then leaves without, yeah. like, trying to knock on the door or call or anything. He just leaves all sad. Yep. Then but then Ada goes home. But now the lights are all on outside as we pan <laughs> yeah. to her house again. Yeah. But she's uh, – and she's just kind of reminiscing about yeah. everything. We get flashes from the very beginning of the series. And a new angle on that first episode kiss Yeah, we, from behind the podium. Yep. Which Anyways. we had not seen. No, we had not. But we get a whole huge – Montage of memories. Of all of our favorite moments Mm -hmm. between them. Because she's kind of having to grapple with what she has agreed to and Mm -hmm. she's really thinking about their relationship, everything they've been through, and obviously that's not going to be easy for her. Right. So it's it's mostly bitter but kind of sweet, just, you know, that whole thing. And I actually really like that version of Who Do You Love? Like, Mm. it's like a different... It's not acoustic, but it is. It's just a different version of it. But I can't. Oh, I don't know that I noticed that it was a different. uh, Yeah, the sound. The sound is different, but I really liked it. Anyways, so we get a once over to Prince Samens, where he gets a very large covered delivery, Mm -hmm. and his assistant. He basically confirms to his assistant that they'll be staying in Istanbul, quote, for a long time. Yeah. So then the presentation goes well the next day. Of course it does because he's Baba Ana's puppet. So, of course, he's going to give them the mm-hmm. job. He And he makes a comment at one point and he's like, you're not just building me a new house. You're giving you're me, a new me a new life. life. And like stares at Edda. Um, it's like, so yeah. Weird. Anyways, then we have a little bit later on after it's been confirmed they got the job. Everything's good. You know, meeting mm-hmm. dismissed. Uh, there's some blueprint changes that Edda has made. She brings them to Sirkan, and he wants to go for a walk, um, to talk. But then, of course, Balja. But, in- yep, Balja again interrupts. Yeah, Balja interrupts. She's set up a press and conference. Layla. And Layla, you're right, because 
Saman so, wants Edda to go look at land with him. Yes. Sarah Khan has to do a press conference to deal with this drama. And I said, we were yeah. all Sarah Khan when he slammed that laptop shut in frustration. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, poor Sarah Khan, man. Mm-hmm. He just cannot get time with Edda. Yep. So – we flash over to the site of the building and we find out that he bought the property in memory of his mother mm-hmm. and he's going to build the house in her memory as well. So um, they're kind of talking about the landscaping and a playground for the future because he wants to raise his children in this house, blah, blah, blah. Um, so Edda, you know, she doesn't know this guy from Adam, so she's being kind to him. She's mm-hmm. like, that's really wonderful. You know, may your mother rest in peace. This will be a great memory. This will be a great way to honor her memory. Mm-hmm. And we get a, an interesting thing because Edda says, this is a wonderful place. Your mom had a beautiful dream. And he says, yes, but dreams sometimes dissipate. So she's like, yes, uh, but we can't live without them. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, sometimes you get very close to your dream and sometimes you miss it. So I thought that was interesting because he obviously is has been in a situation and mm-hmm. we're going to find out later very specifically what that was. Mm-hmm. But he obviously has been in a situation where his dreams were, were that close. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so he seems to have maybe more of a pessimistic view Uh on dreams, whereas Edda, even though she's going through this stuff right now and everything that she has gone Mm -hmm. through, she's still having that optimism of, well, you can't live a life without dreams. Mm -hmm. And you all have to – everybody has to have a dream that they're looking for and striving for. So this seemed like an interesting conversation to me yeah. considering they don't know each other and what we know, what we as an audience know of them Mm -hmm. and their backgrounds – and the whole final scene made it much more interesting to me what he said. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, so um, basically Baba Ana shows up and makes mm. some comment about, may you sit under this tree with your children. But she's like looking pointedly at both of them. So she's yeah. clearly saying it in like a plural sense. Yeah. Um, and then Saman kind of changes the subject because even mm-hmm. I think he can see grandma's coming on a little strong. Yeah. And – um. He tells Edda, like, I want to invite you all, you, Serkan, Semihahanam, to my hotel so we can kind of celebrate the fact that we're starting this new project together. And, of course, Baba right. Ani's like, we'll all be there, right, Edda? Yeah, and he's like, I won't take no for an answer. So I'm like, she's like, fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she and Baba Ani, um, excuse me, um, leave they together. They head back, yeah. So now we switch back over to the office. This bothered me a little bit, but again, I'm like, well, I guess when things come down to it, it's your parents. But mm. the fact that Sarah Khan was like, I never, ever, ever want to see you again, but then he's like ready to fly down to the Bahamas and help his dad, like, yeah, felt a that little was off. Yeah. And like, it did feel off. And also, like, you wouldn't leave when things are so fragile with Edda right now either, especially for your dad, like, who yeah. caused this situation. So I didn't really like that. Yeah. Um, you know, but luckily, of course, Angan and uh, Duran and Ferry are like, you know, listen, his he's got great lawyers. They're handling it. I'm in constant communication with them. You don't need to go down there. We'll figure this out. So basically, that whole scene was just to show us something happened with Altakin. 
Right. And then we see Edda and Grandma in the car, and she is – Edda is telling her, you can't control me. I'm mm-hmm. not your puppet. But then <laughs> she's like, oh, are you saying this by not talking to Serkan? And she's like, don't try my patience. Trust me, you shouldn't make me angry. Mm-hmm. Then she comes up with the proof of how powerful she is and what she will and can do to the Bolat family. Right. And she shows Edda the whole thing about uh, Alptekin being arrested, that he was caught in a hotel with counterfeit money. And, oh, I guess somebody probably reported him. <laughs> and Edda's like, wow, what kind of a person are you? I know you obviously are the mm-hmm. one who did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so Baba Ane is just kind of continuing to threaten mm-hmm. Edda and to show the power that she has in her hands. Yeah. And she's like, just tells her, don't resist. Otherwise, I'll end Serkan Bolat's family. Yeah. So we're just getting more of her threats, more of her reassurances that she will do everything in her power to ruin their family. Yep. So – she's dropping Edda off at home. Meanwhile, I we get this little quick over showing that Melo cut her hair, which I wrote. I loved that because Tahir earlier when he was trying to flirt with her was like, uh-huh. I love women with long hair. It's beautiful. It's this. It's that. And then Melo's like, I'm chopping it off. And yeah. She's like, I suddenly had the urge to cut all my hair off. And then she did. She did. So that I was, loved that. that. Nice. Okay. So... Essentially, the final scene. Mm-hmm. We have dinner with the prince, and it's the four of them. The prince is impressed by Serkan and his business savvy, all of his success, mm-hmm. that he's a self-made man. So that's nice. We're like, okay, cool. He's impressed with Serkan. Right. And then grandma essentially prods Edda again, and she's like, yeah. do it. <laughs> yep. And <laughs> it's interesting because when Baba Ane is like telling her this as they're sitting next to each other, mm-hmm. this was my – teeny tiny i can't even call it a thread of hope whatever mm. is thinner than thread that maybe just maybe edda and sirkon had a conversation before this scene and that this was all gonna be like a fake out like mm. because they exchanged a look and so it was almost like i was like oh is this like a showtime look like okay we're gonna ha- we have to do this and we have to do it convincingly hmm. because i had been holding on to the theory all week since Saturday, like, okay, maybe they're faking this. Maybe it's just – and they're just faking it so well because it has to be convincing. Like, right. Because, you know, after that, Baba Ane makes an excuse that she wants to talk about Saman's painting. And so Edda gets up and kind of walks over to the, like, window and Serkan mm-hmm. follows her and is like, oh, I see you're bored too. Should we leave? Mm-hmm. And that's when she's like, I won't leave my grandmother. And grandma is watching like a hawk as Babani saying Oh, this. yeah. But the more and more I really thought about this conversation, I was like, I they're, they're not faking it. Like, they're not. Yeah. To me, the proof is at the end mm-hmm. when he starts to tell her, yes, you're right. Yep. Because she starts crying. Yes. Because it's like the reality is setting in of yep. what she is doing, doing and has done. Yep. And that's what makes me think this is yep. very, very real. Yep. Because, you know, she says – because he's like, are you finally going to tell me what you wanted to talk about? And she's like, don't you understand? Mm-hmm. And you guys – ugh. I – I love, love, love emotionally tortured Karem. Like, he does it so well. I've mm-hmm. seen it 
in three of his other DZs now. He and this is just a Sarah, him being this way with Sarah is just a small taste of specifically what it is in two of his other shows I've seen. But I -hmm. love it, and because that's what even made this scene that much more gut wrenching Mm -hmm. was his face and the way his eyes and just his emotion being shown in it and hers. They both killed it in this scene as much as I hated it. So you know, he says what, and she says we cannot be together, Mm -hmm. and he. Oh, his eyes right here when he's just staring at her because he doesn't say anything. He just looks at her. And she says, I cannot be with you. And he looks down. Uh-huh. And he says, Edda. And she just and he says, It's this like is- this immense disappointment has settled yes. over him. Yes. Because they is they are gonna face things together as far as yeah. he knew. Like, yeah, things right. have been weird and she's not telling him something, but like she agreed in that bathroom last mm-hmm. episode that they would face this stuff together. Yep. And so it's like his worst fear coming true, like manifesting. Right. And he says, these are not your words. Yep. These are your grandmother's words. And she says, you know, you're right, to be honest, my, but my grandmother is also right. And he says, um, he actually says, I know. Right. And then she says, and now, and he says, Edda, we love each other. And he says, you are mine, and uh-huh. I am yours. Nobody, nobody can come between us. Oh, like he, and he he says, no, if nobody can come between us, if we don't let them. Yes, yes. And I'm like, yes, yes. Only the two of you mm-hmm. can allow somebody to get between the two mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. And he's and she says it's not enough. Which this does again. I have to give credit where it's due. This does call back. To the beginning of episode 13 mm. when when he's dropping her off at home after the wedding extra uh, disaster of yes. Ferry and Duren – or Duren, Ferry and Celine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he's like, I really don't know why Ferry did what he did, like, but it was really awful. And Edda's like, well, sometimes love isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And even Sarkon is like, I'm surprised to hear you say this, like, because yeah. it's very cynical, which is not, you know, it. And she's like, it's just the reality, though. Sometimes love isn't enough. Right. Like, and, you know, it doesn't really go further than that. Like, they they have a right. sweet, you know, they have like a sweet moment. But her saying this again mm-hmm. did call back to that. Whether that was on purpose or not, um, right. I, I, I appreciated that as much as I can in a horrible scene like this. So. <laughs> right. Well, what's, what she says next is mm-hmm. where I'm like, he's got to know this isn't her. He, because she's – Go ahead. Because she says, unfortunately, love does not help you forget the past. And he's like, past – She's like, I can't get rid of the past. He's like, I kept my distance from you a few weeks ago. And what did you tell me? You said that this topic has nothing to do with our love and with us. Mm-hmm. She's like, doesn't it? My my grandmother reminded me of what it means to be with you. And again, I'm like. But I feel like this was her. I feel like. Okay. I like initially. Tell. Initially, I was pissed. I was like. How dare she throw his biggest fear in his face? Like, Mm. she knew that, like, after he confessed everything to her in episode 20, she clearly knew that his biggest fear was her leaving him over this. And so he thought to keep her from having to make that choice, to keep her from that horrible, you know, reality that Mm -hmm. him breaking up with her was the right thing to do. And she told him, no, 
Like, that's not it. We could have gotten over this because our love has nothing to do with that. Hmm. And so I was sitting here like, what a hypocrite. I can't believe she would do that. Even if she is doing this for his own good, it's it's mean, it's hurtful, it's evil. But then part of me was like, but was she saying this to try to give him a hint? Like, you know I would never say this to you. Please take this as the hint that it is. Well, because she says, every time I look at you, I will see the accusing looks of my parents. And again, this is something she was so clear about Yep, that, Serkan, you are not to blame. No. And his face when she's saying all this, it's oh very gosh. clear he's not getting no the fact that she – If this is subtext here that she's trying to speak in, he's not getting it at all. No, he's not because his Horrible. face, he is so upset. He is clearly being broken by this. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, and she said, oh, this was the part I was like, oh, don't say this to him. Because she says, how could I imagine that I could be part of the family that caused their death? And then he is like, what about New Year's Eve? Mm -hmm. I saw the passion in your eyes. Mm -hmm. And she says, you're mistaken. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> and then I like, he, uh-huh. don't even want to keep going. And then he says, a mistake. And his eye. I, I know. I know. I know. His eyes. I, I swear Karim like sat in his trailer and thought about like the most horrible thing before doing this scene because his eyes are like red. Uh-huh. I mean, he also could just be dead tired because he was working on two sets that week. But right. either way, it works. Because they have this kind of very emotional stare down. And he says, Etta, I have been trying to change for you for weeks. And she actually wipes a tear off her face yeah. at this point. And then he says, but it's that easy for you to just call this a mistake. And then she says, don't think it was easy for me to come to this decision. Which, again, I'm like, is this a breadcrumb? Like, right. And he closes his eyes and looks down. And he says, Yes, then let me simplify everything for you. And then you can tell she realizes he believes. This is the moment. She knows that he believes every word she just said Mm -hmm. because her, she is barely holding it together. Mm -hmm. And he says, you're right. And he says, we can't be together and we won't. And then they kind of look back and forth a little bit and he says, there's nothing between us. Thank you, Edda Yildiz. And then leaves and she is shattered because- She's got tears in her eyes, and she realizes that she performed very well. Um, Yeah. And, of course, you know, he says goodbye. She's like, can we leave now? Baba and him leave. And then we get – you guys, listen. I I, um, resigned myself to a lot of this episode. I can – I have – seen where I initially just had a very emotional reaction and that this episode wasn't initially what I claimed it was. There was a lot of good stuff in here. Um, But this is so absurd and so ridiculous and so outrageous and laughable. So laughable that I literally, when they revealed this in the live episode, I took video (laughs) of myself cackling because it was so i can't even think of a perfect adjective for this because it I is know. it like, is literally pick anything else it's for this. so asinine <laughs> like i i 
It's so yeah. stupid. It because is. I agree. He rips the he rips the <laughs> the covering off of this huge painting. This special photo only for him, as he tells Baba Ane. And and <laughs> and it's this terribly photoshopped picture. Listen, our <laughs> fan the, listen, MF Yapum. If you are on a budget and you don't have the proper tools, reach out to the fandom because so many people would freely do a Photoshop for you that is is light years better than whatever this monstrosity was on the wall, okay? But it's a clearly a photo of him and Edda. <laughs> Although, or maybe it's a fo- maybe it's a painting of him and his dead wife because he says to the photo, "Esma, Esma," <laughs> with his with his weird dubbed voice. Yes, Esma, my love, we're back together. <laughs> you kind of sounded like the Terminator. Like I'll be back. And he basically, so we're led to believe that this dude actually thinks Edda. Is some reincarnation yeah, of his I, I dead guess. wife and that he's not going to let them become separated again. So assuming – I don't know how she died. I don't know what all of that's about. <coughs> but he clearly thinks that oh, she man. is manifested some way inside of Edda. And you want to know what's funny is that Esma is the name that she uses, that Edda used when she was calling and trying to get the information of the contractor. You're that is the name right. that she used when she said that she wanted <gasps> to meet with that guy. That's really weird. I mean, maybe they did that on purpose. I don't know. Maybe. But um, yeah, like I just <laughs> thought of all the things, like, so I, like, writers, do you only like to write mentally deranged, like, yeah, Kirk's clearly this villains? man is not okay. Like he he needs some help after his poor wife passed away. But you know, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs a therapist. Kate, okay? listen, I'm not. He's not a villain because he believes that Edda is his wife reincarnated. That doesn't. That's not what makes him a villain. No. Um. What makes him a villain is that he's Baba Ane's puppet, and the fact that his clear issues that are going untreated are going to play a factor in that. Right. And the other part of me is like, do so Baba Ani doesn't know this, right? Because she's evil. That's the thing. And I'm like That's the thing. I put nothing past her. Like maybe she does know this and is like, oh, I'm gonna use this to my advantage because I know he'll really go after her because like that that's that's what I want to know because part of me is thinking if they're quote old friends, Mm -hmm. she has to know that right. his dead wife uh-huh. has Looks like basically the same face as her granddaughter. Uh-huh. But maybe she doesn't understand the depth of whatever is happening with mm-hmm. him mentally mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. being able to deal with the passing of his wife. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's just thinking, well, I know his type and I'll just have Edda marry him because he's a prince and he's better than a bolot. Mm-hmm. So so I don't I'm really interested to know what the heck is happening, but if the summary is to be believed, I think they say that uh Semiha sees the picture mm-hmm. and gets upset about it. See, now here's the thing. I don't tr- 
I trust summaries even less than wow. fragments now yeah. because remember the one summary was like Sarah Khan doesn't believe Edda when she says she doesn't know about her grandmother and, and runs off and Edda has to go after him to convince him. And mm-hmm. that's not even remotely what happened. He believed yeah. her right then and there in the office. Yeah, so, that's true. Honestly, I'm taking that entire summary with a grain of salt. One, because we've been lied to by the summary several times before. Two. We've been lied to by everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. Two. <laughs> Two, um, if that summary is to be believed, I will just be really upset because according to that summary, it basically makes it look like we're going to replace good storytelling with sex. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just – no. Like, listen, I love that fragment as much as the next person, okay? Right. Like – I mm-hmm. am here for it. Like, they have a clear chemistry and a passion that is going to be showcased. Now, I do have a theory that that scene is going to be cut very, very, very short. And they're going to oh, release sure. it. And they're going to release it after the episode as an internet special. Um, because I think it will help avoid some took fines. So mm-hmm. I'm setting myself up that we're not even going to get as much as we did in the fragment. Um, oh, they've done that before too, uh-huh. so many times. So I feel like that scene is going to be cut super short, and then they're going to release the full extended version of it after mm-hmm. the fact as like a YouTube only sure. thing. I could see that. Um, so to avoid the fines, right? So I'm just preparing myself for that already. Now, I, again, I'm not against any of that. I just, and I get the excitement over it, but. Also, I'm like, but please, please, my plea is like, just don't let that take away from the from good storytelling. Story. Like, I'm all for adding this element, but yeah. it doesn't replace good writing. It doesn't it doesn't replace good plot. It doesn't replace consistent storytelling. Like, yeah. let's let's combine those and have the best of both worlds. Like, yeah. let's let's Hannah Montana this and like get the best of both because yeah. um yeah, I think there's a place for both of these things. So mm-hmm. because here's the thing, as much as I'm like, why didn't they stand together? Why aren't they facing this? Or why aren't they faking this so that they can sneak around? Because then that's a whole other plot, too, of sneakily being in a relationship. I touched on this last week, too, about the whole it would also be an opposite but a parallel to the fact that their relationship started as a fake relationship where they really weren't together. And mm-hmm. now it could be them actually being together but having to fake the fact that they aren't. Right. But um, and clearly that's not what's happening. Um, so, yeah, I'm disappointed in that. But I do appreciate that Sercon has reached his limit hmm. because we've been saying for how long now that he deserves to be chased. He deserves to be like fought for. He deserves. He deserves to be told that he is loved and yes. worthy of love. Yes. <laughs> and that. Somebody He's worthy of fighting for. Bail after yes. a second of hardship. Yes. 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 So, and he had to reach his limit for that to happen mm-hmm. because him constantly doing what he needed to to prove to Edda his commitment and love it is not going to force her to have to do that. Right. So this does force her to have to do that, and I appreciate that because she needs to do this. Yes. But please, I don't just want this to be like, okay, we're both jealous because I'm at lunch with the prince and you're at lunch with Balja, and then we basically have like jealous, angry sex that doesn't actually lead to any communication between yeah. us. Like that's what I'm really afraid of. Instead of her being like, oh, crap, like, I really did it this time. Like, yeah, I'm protecting him, but he really believes all this. And I have to show him that Mm -hmm. I love him. And I have to show him that I felt like I had no choice. And I have to show him. And 
you know, I can appreciate the fact that this does put her in his shoes. Yeah. Um, and forces her to have to see his perspective and what he was going through in episodes 14, 15, 16, you know, all those. My main concern, though, is that this needed to happen earlier because mm. the reality is, like, I don't think we have that much time left to explore all of this right. in a way that won't feel rushed. Yeah, it seems I, – I I feel the same way. I feel like we need to be at a bit more of an urgent pace here with mm-hmm. the two of them, yes. <laughs> with getting the two of them back together. Uh-huh. That was – so for for as much as I understand why Eda gave in mm-hmm. and why she made the decision that she did in agreeing to end things with Serkan, on the other hand, I'm like, how much longer can we do this? Right. I I can't and and if this if we I, knew for a I fact have a that high there were threshold yes. for a slow burn. Me too. I have a very yes, yes, yes you do too. We both we do. Lust. Not everybody does. No, and especially we, when they're angsty slow burns. That yes. is that is my jam. Like yes. okay, here so for it. We will give a lot of allowance for stuff like this if the storytelling is great. But we as viewers and for me, I feel like even more importantly, Serkan, like you said, can only take so much right. to where it's suddenly going to not be believable anymore that mm-hmm. he's willing to wait yes. and that he's willing to just accept Eda and accept her love. Right. Because you can only push people so far. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Serkan has been pushed to the breaking point yeah. over and over and over again. Yes. And to make him continue to receive all of this stuff and all of this Mm -hmm. horribleness and all of these, um, I guess, confirmations Mm -hmm. of the things that he already struggles with, Mm -hmm. he... He can only take so much as as a person. Right. And like you said, we understand Edda and where she's coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think this stuff should have like I said, happened a few episodes earlier because mm-hmm. now – because we have to be realistic, you guys. If you've watched DZs for any length of time, we know we don't have guaranteed number of episodes. Right. Um, the reality is is that Survivor is coming back this mm-hmm. week, which is why I think they pulled all the punches they did with releasing the fragment, the second fragment on Monday. That has never happened because <laughs> it's – we have to wait till Saturday for the show. But I think it's so they could air it all week. Mm. And they made it so highly sec- – they made it basically all about the sexual tension between them and right. the pent up finally being released because they need the viewers because they're not stupid. Everyone no. in that country watches Survivor. They love it, which mm-hmm. means like ratings for all other shows are going to suffer. Yep. And the fact of the matter is Fox has like shows in their back pocket that are ready to – um new shows that are ready to be produced and given a time slot and all of that. So well, and we're coming up on the spring shows yep. and I believe that there's stuff as far as advertisement mm-hmm. agreements and yep. contracts that yep. only go through a certain number of episodes. Yep. I've heard that 26 episodes been thrown out there yep. as far as contract agreements and yes. stuff with advertisers. So the reality is that we don't know no. how many weeks we have. And depending on how the this 
week because this is the 26th episode coming up. Yes, it Dep- is. I imagine depending on how well this episode does will be what advertisers want to renew, what mm-hmm. new advertisers want to be a part of, you know, um, advertising on the show, which is what yeah. pays for production, which is what pays for this show to keep going. Yep. So we do have to unfortunately look at those realities because of the way the system works out there. Yeah. Um, and so my biggest fear is that they are – these are all things that are good to be explored. My fear is that we're not going to get the time to explore them. And then, and we're then gonna, we'll get a, a typical Dizzy Rushed ending. Right. We're going to get canceled mm-hmm. at whatever point and then have to rush and not tie up certain storylines because, you know, then you have to basically focus on the biggest storylines that need to be wrapped up and things like that. So, yeah. like, you know, and you guys know Ashley and I have said from the get-go, from the beginning, we, we've said this in several different episodes, like I always thought 25 to 30 episodes was about like it, going to be yep. it for this show just because of the way the storyline needs to go and you can only break up a couple back and forth so many times before right. people are going to be over it and stop watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Especially the fact that this is a summer rom-com and mm-hmm. the fact that we even – I didn't see us making it into 2021 just because of what the typical viewership is out there yes. um, during the fall season. It's more mm-hmm. about the drama and the dark and the this, which obviously we have played into that with our angst and like, you know, the fact that it's, you know, his parents were the cause of her parents' death. And so we did have that drama aspect to it, yeah. which I think is what helped keep our core audience that we have. Yeah. I'm just – I'm just – trying to be realistic and think about where our ratings are headed, no matter what kind of grabs that they have for us. um, Is it going to be enough to pull in the Turkish audiences that matter to the Mm -hmm. rating system um, to keep us going? So while I am excited to see these things explored, I'm just cautious about how much time we have to explore them. So for me, I'm like, okay, Edda needs to wake up and realize, holy crap, like, what did I do? Like, yeah, I protected yeah. him, but now I really am going to like lose him, lose him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if if within this episode, by the end of this episode, she has chased him, she has um, yeah, admitted to him. I want her to be the pursuer in yes. this case. And if that is all wrapped up in this episode, then I'll be happy because then I'm like, okay, then we'll at least have a couple more episodes to then explore these other things. So I just don't want them to drag out the whole her needing to chase him. Even though he kind of does deserve to be chased and pursued for a few episodes, like for Mm -hmm. all that he's put up with, um, I I just don't think we have the time for it. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I am very curious about obviously what the entirety of that episode holds because we know it's not all going to be what we saw in the fragment. No, Um, of course not. So I do – I am excited to see what leads them to that place. Yeah. um, And the aftermath of what happens. Like – yeah. Is it just going to be like, oh, that was our pent up emotions and now everything is the same and nothing has changed? Like, I just, mm-hmm. I don't think we have that luxury to do that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's good. I, I do feel hopeful. I don't know. I'm not I, really sure what to expect. I do feel, <laughs> I do feel a lot more hopeful than I did at the end, at the end of the live watch on Saturday. Um, I do like a lot more of the nuggets that I feel like we found in this episode than I initially thought there were, than that I than I gave it credit for. Um, yeah. But like I said, I just I just want us to have the time to explore all of them. That's all. So, um, anyways, yeah. So I am, I'm, 
I'm heading into this episode cautiously. Optimistic? Like whatever one step below that is. Like I'm not pessimistic, I, but I, I wouldn't know that I'd say I'm optimistic. Like I'm – kind of – apathetic <laughs> no even that no. sounds too negative like yeah because i'm just is no feeling at all right so. and it's it's not that it's just i'm cautious and i want to be optimistic but i'm just maybe a step below that just so that yeah i just i just don't want to jump to the same conclusions i did at the end of last week sure um so i'm like okay like really pay better attention as you're watching live and don't jump to any conclusions until you've actually seen the subbed episode like that's gonna right. be my goal because like i said a lot of things changed after watching this subbed twice yeah. um since the live watch there were things that i even found i didn't really see and notice the first time in the sub watch so um yeah i'm just gonna be more cautious this week but i <laughs> am i think it's fair to say i'm excited to see what brings us to the points that we saw in the fragment so yeah anyways um yeah I think that's everything. <laughs> yeah, I think we're clear to stop talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where I'm telling you right now, I'm probably going to get several messages. That's like it was only two hours today. Oh my gosh! <laughs> People, I don't understand. They really like to hear us talk. It's yeah, guys, very. I, I literally cannot physically talk. <laughs> like as much as some people <laughs> i mean unless it's just gonna be Kristen for three to six hours then that's very possible it's why but ashley and i are friends you guys <laughs> because i just can't like i don't think i, I try to explain this to eric sometimes mm -hmm. Because he he's such an extrovert, mm -hmm. and I am such an introvert, mm -hmm. and he he literally cannot understand that there are right. certain social situations where I'm like, no, I'm sit I'm standing mm -hmm. there, and my mind is completely blank. Yeah, I cannot describe to you. I'm desperately searching for words to come out of my mouth, and nothing is mm -hmm. coming. <laughs> Zero words are coming to my brain. <laughs> and he just can't really understand that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure there are many other people who cannot understand that. Right. So that's why even like on social media, I feel like the way I interact mm -hmm. is totally different than the way other people interact. Yeah. Because I just don't always have something to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's not anyway. a bad thing at all. Right. I mm -hmm. guess I guess as <sighs> – we we live in a world that values extroversion mm -hmm. much more than introversion and well, that values yeah. a lot of words in comparison mm -hmm. to less words and less speaking. And mm -hmm. I'm really speaking in general terms. Yeah, absolutely. So to be somebody with less words in that type of world, you mm -hmm. feel like you have to explain yourself. Yeah. Like I feel like I constantly have to explain myself about the way I act and the mm -hmm. way I interpret things and the way I do certain things because of the way my personality is. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of the fact that you're a woman, because if you were a man with the same personality, it wouldn't even be an <laughs> issue. That's a great point. I mean, we could go into that for another two yeah. hours. But totally. yeah, no. No, you're totally right. Like it's this just for whatever reason, introversion has been associated with like a negative aspect. Right. And extroversion is not. And it's like right. no, just because you can't extroversion is more you see the stuff above the surface and introversion is most of the stuff is below the surface. Right. But they're both there and present. But right. yeah. So yeah. Anyways. Anyway, I totally got on a tangent with that. That's all right. It's okay. But I think we're done. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
things are getting crazy. There's uh, landscaping happening, I think, outside of Ashley's window, and Zuzu is having a field day with it. Um, she doesn't like landscaping. Neither does she says, "Don't cut the grass." Neither How does Jack. <laughs> when when our guy when our guy comes every week to do that, Jack loses his mind. So um, it's Zuzu, yeah, I get trying it. Trying to help. I totally get it. <laughs> Anyway. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, all that to be said, you guys. Um, I hope what we – all the stuff we said made sense or maybe resonated with you or, um, you know, yeah. Just know that we're not we're not being negative. I'm not – you know, we're not trying to be – we're just trying to be realistic while remaining hopeful. So yeah. hopefully that's yeah. what came across. Um, anyways, hopefully. if you have any other theories or anything like that, I would be curious to hear them. Um, so yeah, reach out on one of our social medias. All of our stuff, as always, is in the episode notes. Uh, you can find email, social medias, Facebook group, all that stuff in the episode notes. So anyways, um, I think that's it. So until next time, you guys. Greater shit is. Close to call. Mm-hmm.